Hey guys, guess what? It's movie night. Welcome back to the movie night podcast where Kira over there and Sarah over there. We discuss movies that we have just recently watched that the other has not seen, if that makes sense. Correct. Um, If you're a continuous listener, you obviously know what this podcast is about. Um, But yeah, so we're back at a timely manner. Yeah, we almost did it. We almost did it. We We almost almost did it. We almost talked ourselves out of this one. Yeah, but... But we're here. We're queer. And and we're we're ready to go. Glad to be here. Yeah. Um, Quick, you know, little life update. Um, I forgot to mention this, but I watched Superbad with all of our friends for, like, a real time, and it was very funny. Right, because your previous review of the film... I... Yeah. Was that you didn't like it. I just... Yeah. I didn't think it was funny. But watching it a second time... I thought it was funny. And especially watching it, it's a movie you watch with your friends. Yeah. I don't know how you watched it the first time, but it's definitely a movie you sit around with your friends with. Yeah. like, because it's it's about friendship. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I watched it alone the first time. Were you impressed with how many times I, how I was able to quote that movie? Mm Mm-hmm. Because I really was. I will say, I think my favorite quote is, pussies on the pavement. Pussies on the pavement! Spread your shit! (laughs) It's just the most, it's. I mean, it's I, it's, it's so yeah. For me personally, it's one of the most quotable movies mm-hmm. in my life. It's just so like legendary almost because it's like Jonah Hill, it's Emma Stone's debut, Michael. Sarah. It's not even like that good. Like it's not it's not that good. Yeah, but like it's great. Mm-hmm. Like there's it's so quotable. Every line in that movie is a joke, and like yeah. that's what I live for. Yeah, like there's no time wasted. Every line is funny, mm-hmm. and, and like the situation that they're in is always funny, right? And they're just dorks. Which like how do you not love dorks? Like we're all dorks. Like yeah. it's just so relatable and hilarious. Mm-hmm. Great movie, great movie, and I'm really glad that now I appreciate it and yeah, understand and it much more. I feel like I that movie raised me and a lot of my personality maybe comes from that movie but anyway. probably why you're so much cooler than me <laughs> thank you um another movie that we saw actually together was godzilla vs kong and we saw that in the movie theater and that was i really enjoyed it i am having trouble remembering like the plot but very sick to watch very cool to watch i mean and and we were debated whether we should watch it because it was free on hbo max right right and we were like oh like we could watch it like for something to do and then we were like you know what no no that needs to be a theater experience, and I'm so glad it like we yeah. did that. I mean, it ju- it's just it's that's something that we've I've been missing from my life. Yeah, was like a big, big time action movie on the big screen. Like we've mm-hmm. been going to the movies a little bit. Yeah, um, cautiously, obviously, mm-hmm. um, trying to support our local theaters. But like the movies that we have seen are like Minari, which is like great movie, but yeah. like very not the same, not an action movie. We could have watched that at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, seeing an action movie for the first time in a long time in the theater was, like, a pretty dope experience. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Uh, and it's, what did you say? Somebody was, like, movies are just made to be, like, cool shit on screen and, like, not have meaning or, like, depth or anything like that? Yeah, n- yeah not every movie. Definitely. Certainly not. But not this was definitely has... a movie that was cool shit that just, like, right. blew off on... Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you don't want to sit there and, like, think about your life and, yeah. like, think about everything and think about, like aspects of cinema and like, like sometimes you just want to be distracted sometimes just you just want to see cool, cool shit on a huge screen like mm-hmm. classic yeah um anything else mm-hmm. i've in my i just finished watching the new season of catfish on hulu 
I cannot say the same. Um, there, it is so good. I'm a, I love you just love catfish. I love catfish. It same story every fucking episode. Someone's being catfish. Well, different, different. Different outcomes sometimes. Isn't there, like, one episode where they actually end up being the same there person? There are several episodes, actually. Oh, really? And Yeah. And, like, this season, they did it, um, like, half the season was, like, normal, and then the other half was, like, via Zoom. And I was like, oh, no, it's gonna suck. Yeah. No. Mm. So good. Still so good. Mm. And I love Neve. I love him so much. And I love Max, too, but he's not there anymore. But I love Cammy. She's the new She's catfish. the new girl. She's the new yeah. co-host. But Catfish is so good. I literally recommend it. To, I just I don't know why I'm that's like a family show we my whole family is into that show well I love that for you yeah I really do um I've been watching Arrested Development because Kira is my source of all tv content I just finished Sex Education which I'm really excited for this new season to come out we also watched Dave on Hulu yes and that is a great show I simply cannot talk high more highly uh, yeah. of Dave I recommended that to my friends this weekend. Yeah, I recommended it to the boy I was talking to. I was like, have you seen it? And he was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, okay. It is so funny. And, like, I think maybe I stayed away from it a little bit because I don't know or, like, care about Little Dicky that much or anything, mm-hmm. anything. But just a great, great, hilarious and very heartfelt show. Do you want to actually hear a fun fact about Dave, I guess, and Little Dicky? Yeah. So, you know his video, Pillow Talking, where, like, brain like yes 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 so the girl that's in the bed with him plays his girlfriend in the show day oh didn't clock that yeah i probably haven't seen that video since the day it came out and people i know but i it. saw her and i was like why does she look so familiar and then i saw a meme on twitter i think they were like memeing that video and i was like same bitch same bitch i was like oh my gosh speaking of dave uh, and arrested development i'm obsessed with jason bateman but i'm also obsessed with Travis Taco Bennett. <gasps> I love Taco. Right. Of, he is... of odd future fame. Um, mm-hmm. But but he, like, makes his, I mean, what I'm assuming, other than, like, Loiter Squad, but, like, he's making his actor debut on Dave, and he's so good. Yeah, he's... And a... so charming, and, and I'm like, obsessed really, with his character. Really relatable and, like, really... And funny. Entertaining, yeah. In, like, a, in, like, a dry way, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Dave. Can't recommend that. Yeah. Highly we love enough. Dave. And the new season comes out, I think, in a month or so, which is lit. Yeah, that that is exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm lit for that. But yeah, I think that's it in yeah. terms of what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna. I know the new season of Shrill is coming out, which I know you probably haven't watched. Oh, we've also been watching the new season of Handmaid's Tale, which yes, is good. Yes, we also love that show. Good burp. Sorry. Um. All right. You want to get into it? Yeah. Let's please. Do okay. It. So. Um. Last episode, Kira tasked me to watch the worst movie she has ever seen. Correct. Mind you, I give her a bad movie every week. Um, <laughs> she was due up for a bad one, Sarah was. I was, this is, well, this is a fair, fair thing for me to see. Also, I'm kind of not glad that I watched it, but I'm very glad that I understand your feelings about it. Okay, yeah, because were you scared you were going to, like, be kind of into it? No. Oh, okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll just get into it. So the movie that I watched was Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, which came out in 2016, and it's directed by Zack Snyder. Also, Zack Snyder just came out with a Netflix movie and... The zombie one? Yeah, and I don't know. He just doesn't seem to have a really great vision, in my opinion. <laughs> so, I mean... I keep, you... seeing, I keep seeing, like, people talk about it on... Or not, maybe not people, I think just Netflix. Netflix it's, has been tweeting Netflix about it. Netflix is tweeting about it, and I'm like, this looks stupid. 
Yeah, so... I but, mean, like, I guess don't knock until you try it. Maybe it's good. Who knows? But, like, uh, yeah, it looks stupid. So, quick disclaimer before I get into my, my stuff. Um, I'm spoiling everything for everyone. Please. Who's gonna watch it? We don't recommend it to anyone, so just spoil it. Yeah, and so this movie is a bunch of fucking fluff, which is terrible fluff anyway. And, mind you, I had beef with this movie before I even started watching it because... Not... Yeah, because... HBO Max has the movie, but they have the unlimited edition, which has 30 extra minutes of screen time. Oh, fuck. And then the original cut was the one that I would have had to pay for. So I had to watch 30 extra, extra minutes, minutes. And I was like, here's not even going to know what the 30 minutes are. I don't know what the extra 30 minutes are. 30 extra minutes of on screen- top of a pile of, of heaping yeah, garbage. Yeah, just adding more hot trash to a big pile of hot shit. So... I'm going to tell you guys the characters in the cast. So we have Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman, played by Ben Affleck. Um, that's a lot of alliteration. Superman, a.k.a. Clark Kent, played by Henry Cavill. And I will say Superman is hot, but, like, he's not fooling anybody with those lenses, with those glasses, with the fucking lenses popped out like a seventh grade girl. Yes. Uh, you're not, yeah. Classic, like, classic goof. Like, nobody, that's, just that like, never, that's, yeah. You're telling me, like, you see Clark Kent in his office, and then you see Superman show up on the steps of Congress and don't, like, figure yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah. But, yeah. like, I think Henry Cavill is hot, and I think Ben Affleck is hot, and this movie still sucked, and, like, that, honestly, hot actors goes a long way in my book. Honestly, Ben Affleck just looked fat in this movie the whole time. His Okay, savage. His, his cheeks are pudging out of his fucking Batman head. I feel like he's an alcoholic. That could be why. Anyway. Or maybe he was. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't need to slander Ben Affleck on our on our I'm amateur, on our amateur podcast. With I'm slandering Ben Affleck because of this film. Anyway, so Lois Lane is played by Amy Adams, and I think she's she's been in like you know Man of Steel and like the super the Superman movies with Henry Cavill. So she was just obviously like Amy Adams. I love Amy Adams. I do too, and she's really she's beautiful in this movie. She should have said no. Yeah, she really should have. But anyway, so she's in it, and then. Lex Luthor is played by Jesse Eisenberg. Hate him. And his character I don't care is about the hot take. Hate him. A menace. Like, oh, fuck. Pause. I just got a text from my sister, and we were supposed to get on a Bachelorette call, and we both missed it. <laughs> Good. Christ. Yeah, whoops. I didn't know you were watching that. I, I forgot about it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Jesse Eisenberg plays a fucking twat honestly in this movie and whoever's idea it was to straighten out his afro should be arrested because that is honestly a hate crime against jesse eisenberg and then some other people who are just in this movie because why not put more fucking famous people instead of giving you know young um undiscovered actors a chance but Diane Lane, who we love on this yes. podcast, she nice. plays Superman's mom. And I was like, okay, work. I can see Diane Lane on. And she's in this, also in this, I'm more team Superman than I am Batman. And I'll get into why. Sure. But yeah, so Diane Lane plays Superman's mom. Uh, Jeremy Irons plays Alfred, who is, you know, Batman's bitch. <laughs> yes. Holly Hunter plays Senator Fitch, which I don't remember why her part was relevant. I think... I mean, I think it's just... You're telling me, bitch. I don't remember anything. I was playing Words with Friends in the movie theater when I saw this. Oh, my God. That's how bad it was. I mean, yeah. I was reading Twitter the whole time. Holly Hunter, she just plays Senator Finch, and she is just trying to figure out how to essentially 
tame Superman. Sure. She has a part. But she's also the voice of Elastigirl from The Incredibles. And so the whole time I was just looking at Elastigirl. Because <laughs> she has such a distinct voice. Holly Hunter is married to... Nope, that's wrong. I always get Holly Hunter and Kira Sedgwick confused. Oh. Anyway. Um, Lawrence Fishburne is in this movie. He, I don't, yeah, he's in it. And then finally, Gal Gadot makes a guest appearance as Wonder Woman. And this is, that's her first appearance. That's her first appearance as Wonder Woman, yes. Tragic. The Wonder Woman film came out in 2017. Right, a year after. A year after, yeah. So she makes her first appearance ever. So let me break down this plot for you because. Please. After I finished it, I was like, I have to break this down for my viewers because. I don't even know what's happening, and I have to, like, put it on paper for it to make sense. I'm scared. All right. So immediately, when the movie starts, we're introduced to Batman and Superman, uh, you know, as soon as it begins. Sure. Ben Affleck, whatever. Um, Batman, in my opinion, is walking chaos and extremely problematic. The first scene is, like, I think somebody bombs a building, or, like, a building crashes, and Ben Affleck is whipping a Jeep Liberty through <laughs> the streets of Gotham as a building is crumbling down 9-11 style, and he decides to run towards 9-11 as if he's a firefighter. But he's not. And he's not even in the Batmobile. He's not dressed in a Batman suit. And he just picks up a he just picks up a bunch of kids and just keeps seeing saying, It's okay. Everything's gonna be okay. And I'm like, you're chaotic. And I just thought it was really fucking stupid i was like you're not a badass for running into a crumbling building you're an idiot anyway so that's what batman that's my opinion on batman he's walking chaos and extremely problematic superman on the other hand is just trying to do good for humanity superman doesn't kill people he's just trying to save lives um but he fucks up big time because he's a giant simp for lois lane and people also are afraid of him because he's an alien, technically, because he's right. from space. Which, like, please. And, yeah, and, like, there's a scene where he literally comes back to life while his body is floating in space. No, thank you. Yeah, so. That's where I click, turn off the TV. Yeah. And so, the first hour, the first hour and a half of the film is basically society not really knowing what to do with Superman because he fucked up and he killed a bunch of people trying to save Lois Lane because she was problematic and, like, caused herself to be in a really bad situation. Mm-hmm. And he so had, did he save her instead he of sa- saving a bunch of people? He saved her, and then I think a bunch of people died because of he, okay, yeah, yeah, the way he saved her, and then um, and also like I said, he's essentially from space. And then Batman literally just runs around, fucks shit up for no reason, brands prisoners with a fucking bat symbol, and cries about his dead parents twenty four seven. He's just it's a which is sad, but Batman also acts like a pussy, like. There's a scene where, like, I just remember this movie being, like, really just, like, kind of dark in, like, a strange way, like, for a superhero movie. Like, there's no... I just took it... I saw it more as, like, it trying to be a powerful, impactful, strong film. And it was just so... You're doing way too much. Yeah, it was just so lame and so poorly executed and, like... Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I just remember being, like, wow, like, why are we trying to, like, human... Like, not humanize them, but, like... Why are we trying to put these, like, legit characters Characters. into, like, situations that aren't normal to their characters? No. Like, people go see superhero movies to go see superheroes do superhero shit. Yeah, not to see... Not to see superheroes fight each other and to see... Or to see see superheroes just, like, brand prisoners. Or, like, it was just... I don't know. I just... It's bad. It's poor. Yeah. 
So, you know, obviously, like, that Bruce Wayne's parents died when he was a kid, and he's, like, scarred from it, whatever. But, like, he's such a fucking pussy. Someone says Martha, and he, like, creams his jeans. He's like, why do you say that? Why do you say Martha? It's like, it's a name. Why, it's like, it's like somebody said Sarah. Like, it's just a, it's just a common name. Okay. So, in the first hour and a half, we also meet Lex Luthor, who is the son of a tech mastermind who gives off extremely toxic and unhinged vibes. Because like I said, he has a straightened afro, he talks like a crazy person, and he's a big, you know, he's the son of a guy who built a giant tech corp. So he's just like a fucking brat. Right. Um, and so his company discovers a giant chunk of kryptonite in the Indian Ocean, and they take it to their lab to obviously examine and research sure. whatever. So that's what that's why Lex Luthor is relevant. Involved. Um, because kryptonite is what beats Kryptonite is what, yeah, is the only thing that can essentially kill Superman. Got it. But also, like, while that's happening, at an event, Batman steals a bunch of data from LexCorp, which is the company that Uh Lex Luthor works for, and I think it's to help him ultimately, like, steal the kryptonite and, like, create a weapon and, you know, Batman wants to take down Superman for whatever fucking reason. Right, I did I, there's legit no reason he just wants to find the kryptonite and kill Superman. Because Superman kills people? Probably, he's probably just bitter because Superman is, like, better and, like, people like him. And, like, <laughs> Bruce Wayne, like I said, is just a fat pussy. <laughs> anyway. So, that's the Fierce first... opinions coming from my co-host right now. Yeah. So, that's the first hour and a half. Right. And, like... That's me putting it in, like, as simple as I can. Mm-hmm. But obviously there's a lot more fluff and dumb shit and, like, irrelevant stuff. Um, so in the second hour and a half, <laughs> uh, Lex Luthor kidnaps Superman's mom, Diane Lane, and only re- will release her if Superman kills Batman and brings Lex the head of the bat. And this is because... Um, this is because Batman stole his kryptonite. But, okay, yeah. And so he's like, Superman, like, do this because, like, I guess so it'll help. So Lex Luthor is blackmailing Superman to kill Batman. Batman. Got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then, so he does that. He's like, go get, you know, go kill Batman, whatever. And Superman's like, fuck me. Okay, I'll go do it. And also Superman doesn't kill people. That's another thing why right. it's hard. And, like, he has his mom. But in the meantime... Lex goes to the depths of, I believe, what his lab is. I don't know how he got there or why he's there. And that's when he decides to create a monster, a.k.a. the rock monster. No, thank you. But it's technically a bone monster. Click, I turned the TV off hours ago. Yeah, and it was like just a fat embryo growing in this lair. And I was just like, for why? For literally why? Like you, why do you need a monster? Stupid. Why did it have to be a rock? Why did it have to be stupid? Like, ugh! Uh, yeah. So, so finally, after about two hours of screen time, you know, mm-hmm. we still have an hour left, <laughs> Batman and Superman, they start battling it out. And Batman created a bunch of kryptonite weapons, including this giant spear and other, like, little gadgets to fucking shoot at Superman. I will say, Batman versus Superman, their fight scene was pretty good. I thought it was good. But also, like... These men are pushing each other around and fucking breaking down cinder block columns. Aren't like, they, like, in a cave? They're in, like, an abandoned warehouse okay, or somewhere. Yeah. It's just, like, lame. But, like, the fighting was cool. But I was just, like, there... You can't have this much wreckage from a human. Like, Bruce Wayne is human. Yeah. Anyway. Um... So, I said, after destroying buildings left and right, which is literally what they did, 
Batman and Superman obviously realize that Lex is the common enemy and they need to take him down. Yeah, you fucking idiots. Yeah, they need to take Lex down and also kill this rock monster. So, which then enters Wonder Woman to help these useless men take down this rock monster. Uh Uh-huh. Because, you know, why do a man's job when a woman can do it? I don't know if that's how it goes, but you know what I mean. So... Spoiler, this shitty trio can only kill the rock monster with kryptonite for whatever logical reason, uh-huh. scientific, whatever. And they have this kryptonite spear that Bruce Wayne made. Uh-huh. And he was going to kill Superman with it, but they're like, no, we have to kill the rock monster with it. And so they get the spear. And Superman is the only one who can, I think, do it because he can, like, fly and get up to where he needs to, like, fucking inject that spear into the uh-huh. rock monster. But obviously once he does that, the kryptonite's going to be released and he's going to die. Okay. And that's what happens, obviously. So, everyone, you know, that's the film. That's what happens. Tragic. And so, at the end, you know, everyone's mourning the death of Superman. Like, they were like, it's a, he was a good guy. Bruce Wayne is sad, but, like, it was his fault. And they bury him, and it's really sappy. And Amy Adams, like, stares at his fucking coffin and, like, decides to throw dirt on it. And then when she does, I think the dirt, like, starts to float. And I think it's a signal saying that, like, Superman's not dead. And I'm like, of course he's not fucking dead. Right. You know, this is a fucking DC movie. And then the movie finally fucking ended after three wretched hours. (laughs) This movie... I feel like he did a really good job explaining that. Because I literally had to break it down and, like, plot-wise. Yeah, and, like, explain it to yourself. Explain it to myself to figure out how this was relevant and how they all, like, intermingled. It was just... I had to do it because I didn't... This is the only way I can understand it. Right. Um, tragically, there is no good trivia about this film because it fucking sucks. Um, I will say this is a really funny piece of trivia. So when DC, I'm just going to say the production company's DC, but it's not, whatever. When they offered Ben Affleck the role and he took it, they were like, hey, like, we really think you should keep a low profile. Like, don't post anything on the internet because we don't think fans will respond well to finding out that you are cast as the new Batman. Right, because this was his first... This was his first debut as Batman. He made a cameo in Suicide Squad as, like, his first whatever, but... Anyway. So, Ben Affleck then decided to go against what the production company said, posted, or, I don't know if he posted, but, like, you know, word got out that he was gonna be the new Batman in Batman vs. Superman or whatever. And literally people were like, no, not Ben Affleck for yeah, Batman. Correct. And so then he just logged off and went under the radar again. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so production knew that... That should be your first fucking red That flag. fans wouldn't respond well to it. They didn't because Ben Affleck went against what you said and, like, proved what you were thinking. And so I'm just like, why? Why, why continue? Why? 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 And so... That was a fun, not a fun fact, but just, like, an embarrassing fact. And then another fact that I found was that Superman only had 42 lines of dialogue, which I'm like, okay, so then why were you in the movie? Right. Like, if you pe- cast somebody that yeah, you... Yeah, people that, hate the main character. And you ca- yeah. And then the, the second main character, character, who's maybe the redeeming quality, talks doesn't... For 42, like, has 42 lines. Doesn't speak. Doesn't yeah. speak. And it's just <sighs> stupid. And I'm really getting, like, fed up with Hollywood, like, take, like... Like, we were talking about Zootopia last week, or last episode, and there were so many famous people doing voice acting, and, like, there's so many famous people in this movie, and, like, there's just so many famous people getting residuals off things that, like, undiscovered actors could be thriving at. Like, voice acting, why does, 
fucking, yeah. I just Elba need more residuals right. from this movie when he's already famous and, like, yeah. you know. And, like, there's a difference between casting um, Jenny Slate, who yeah. voices, like, the lamb. I mean, this is a callback to our last episode, but Jenny Slate, who voices, like, the lamb uh-huh. in um, Zootopia, and she also voices Missy yeah. in um, whatever that show is. Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Um, she has, like, she like, has a voice actor's voice. Yeah, she... Like, to where she could play many different characters. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between, like, Amaya Rudolph, mm-hmm. also from Big Mouth, but who, also, like, like, can voice a bunch yeah. of different actors and, like, really make it a thing. Or, like, Nick Kroll. Yeah, we're just talking about Big Mouth. But right, like, but, like, but who... and the, But, like, Maya Rudolph, for instance, like, she voices, like, um, Nick's mom in the show, but then she also voices the hormone monster. Like, she, they have range. Yeah. And, like, talent. And, like, having different voices is, like, part of their thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it it just makes complete strange sense to... I totally get that. And, like, to just throw in a big-named actor into a movie like this just for the shit of it, just because you think it's going to get you more press, is just stupid. But, like, if you... Like, in Zootopia, I just saw plays... I don't know if he's, like, a bull or something. I don't remember yeah. what the cop was. But, like... You can get any guy to do that. A deep yeah. voice to play a cop? That's fucking America. Which, like, whatever. If with the voice actors, it's like, who cares? But, like, with a movie like this, you know, yeah. a movie like Batman vs. Superman, like, you didn't have to pick Ben Affleck. Yeah, and you didn't have to pick Jesse Eisenberg. You I get that, like, Amy Adams dude. needed to be there because that's continuation. But right. We were picking a new Batman, and yeah. now you're stuck with Ben Affleck. And the fans didn't want Ben Affleck. Or you switch it up again and just make people even more mad. It's like the Spider-Man thing. Like, granted, I think all of the Spider-Men were good Spider-Men. Tobey like, Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and now Tom Holland. But, like, you just, you, I mean, fuck. Yeah. Also, on that note, why do we have to have 40 different, different movies about Spider-Man? Because nobody has an original idea anymore. Correct. And, like, why did we have to have Batman versus Super... What the fuck? Why are we having superheroes fight each other? Like, like this movie... Like, if anything, this movie, 2016, and this movie should have been their clue yeah. to, like, move the fuck on. Like, but they lo- just... They make too much money. Yeah, they make too much... And it's just... It's stupid, and, like... It's annoying. It's why I have beef with movie with superhero movies, and it's why I have beef with massive franchises. Yeah, I I totally get it. And like DC Comics is already, in my opinion, shit. Like Marvel movies, at least, are like, I don't know, well calculated and like well produced, and like yeah, sure. there's a bunch of stars in there, but like those were like originally casted, so like it's just but, a like, continuum. And like there has to be nine different spinoffs, and, and they all have to be in the same movie like four different times. Yeah, and I just I just have a I have a big problem with that. And it's like one thing to make like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which was like a book, and like Harry Potter, and it's a trilogy, yeah. and like there's gonna be three, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I just have a problem with like a franchise. Like I have a big problem with Marvel. I get and that. And the superhero movies. I just, I, I think, I don't know, we might get hate for that from our four listeners, but like. But also, like, we. Move I don't. The fuck on. Yeah, we're like, amateurs, but yeah. we also kind of know what the fuck we're talking about. And like, I was listening to um, uh, a podcast called Smartless, which Sarah knows I haven't shut up about for like the last four days. But um, it's actually a podcast by Jason Bateman and mm-hmm. um, Will Arnett. Will Arnett and some other guy who's I don't really know. I recognize him, but I don't remember his right. name. But it basically, it's famous people, actors. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about it, and they were like, the movies, Hollywood is Marvel now. Which is embarrassing. Like, Hollywood and going to the movies is Marvel. And, like, they were just saying about, they were just talking about how much that fucking sucks. It does. And, like, if you have a good idea, it's a movie that's going straight to Netflix. And because they, on that podcast, they, they talk to a lot of other famous people and a lot of writers. They talk to a lot of, they talk to a lot of comedy writers. Yeah. Um, and, but they were talking to, like, Tina Fey. And, like, Tina Fey was saying, like, 
you know, movies just aren't it anymore. She was like, I'm doing TV now. Like, I'm writing for, for like, series. Like, yeah. TV series. And meanwhile, like... And she was like, because that's where, that's where, like, the new shit is. Yeah. That's where, like, I can come up with an idea that's my own and that's new and that I can put it out there and people are going to watch it. Like, it's not movies. Like, she's not going to make another baby mama. Or, you know what I mean? She's, she's not, not going to write another Mean Girls. Like... Exactly. Exactly. I Which mean, sucks. Yeah, but that also, sucks. like, that does suck. But also, like, shout out to everybody who has an original idea. And if it's on Netflix, I'm down bad with that because that I'm, that's free. That's fine for me. That's yeah. fine for me. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not a movie theater experience, but, like, there's still shit coming to theaters that, I mean, it's it's either a sequel or a remake, but, like, yeah. some of that's minimal, like, some of it's okay. I really hope, like, with the new, I mean, like, with the pandemic, you know, and, yeah. coming to a clothes with yeah. people getting vaccinated and stuff like i hope that there could be like a renaissance of fucking movies because yeah. fuck yeah like it's just like it's dark when you think about it it's just it really is. because i love them i just love but them. it's all about money. we love movies obviously and we love going to the movies but yeah but like hollywood is all about money right and marvel makes a lot of money so sad and tragic okay anyway back to it fucking stupid anyway so yeah rant over this yeah, this movie was hot garbage. I wouldn't tell what my worst enemy to watch this movie. I wouldn't yeah. tell anybody that I hated my like I hated their guts to watch this movie. This movie is garbage. Do not watch it. If you want to know what happens, listen to this podcast. Like, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time, and it's three fucking hours of watching Fat Ben Affleck. Like it was. It's literally. I probably already said this, and I know I've told Tara a million times, but like it is the only time in my whole life. And I know I've seen other shitty movies, but, like, it is the only time in my whole life where I was in the theater on my phone contemplating leaving. Yeah. And I've never felt that way. Because the first, And I've seen shitty fucking movies. I, it's because the first hour and a half is so poorly set up with how they're going to tell the story to where you're fucking confused. It's boring. It's boring. You don't know why things are happening or why things are relevant. Yeah. And it's hard to, it was hard to follow. Like, it's really, it's not easy to follow. Yeah. And that's how you lose your viewer's attention. Yeah. So, all in all, fuck this movie. Don't watch it. If you choose to watch it, that's your own, that's your own will. I mean. It's not even like, like I said, like, there are shitty movies. Like, like I mean, not super bad, but like, just an example. Like, it's not, super bad's not an Oscar winner. Yeah. Like, it's not a great movie or anything, but like, you at least you could sit there and laugh. But I guess comedies are different, but like, there are shit movies that you can watch that aren't comedies that you can just laugh at. Yeah. For being stupid. Like, even the fucking kissing booth. Yeah. Like, you can watch that and Sarah maybe enjoyed it. And I sat there and enjoyed making fun of it. Yeah. But like, this isn't even that. No, it's not entertaining. There's not funny dialogue ever. Like I, like I said, Superman has 42 lines in a three hour film. Like, what? And he's the title main character. Like, uh, like Terrible. what drugs are, is Hollywood on? Because they need to get off of it. But yeah. Um, I looked on Letterboxd for some hate. Not a lot of hate on Letterboxd. A lot of people fucking liked it. You're uh, shitting me. No, I'm not. Like, I was like, and so nobody's, nobody's dragging this? Let me read you what they said. Like, it, I was yeah, I'm shook. interested. Everyone gave it like four or five stars. What? Hearts, like people being like, you know, this movie should have been nominated for best picture. Like what? just fucking bullshit. That's what I'm like. I'm convinced I, I'll watch something else, or I'm convinced I'm stupid. But like, I, we're not. We're not. <laughs> you know. 
Jesus Christ. But yeah, so this person said, this. yeah, so are we, they say, sorry, I'm having a stroke. So are we ready to admit that this is a straight up cinematic masterpiece and one of the best comic book movies ever made yet? Somebody posted that. They rewatched it in 2021. What? Embarrassing. I'm like, keep sh- that to yourself. Shocked and traumatized. Yeah. What? Five stars and a heart. What? They use the words cinematic masterpiece. And not as a joke. No. Oh my God. <laughs> like, Goodfellas is a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. I, if that person hasn't seen enough movies. Yeah, and then this person said, I would take this well-thought-out, character-driven movie over any cookie-cutter, lackluster Marvel movie any day. Disagree. Character-driven? What? None of these characters have derived, or, like, even a fucking arc to their characters. Like, like what? there's barely even a climax in this fucking plot. Like... I'm blown away. Four and a half stars. Loved it. What? Okay, that's enough of that. And then this person said, you can drag this film all you want, but you can never take away the electric thrill I get from Wonder Woman's first appearance. Which I get. Like, Wonder Woman, the original movie, the ending was shit, but it was kind of good at first. Sure. And it, I, I imagine, and I think I probably felt the same way in the theater, because I saw it in 2016 when it came out, so it's not like I had seen Wonder Woman first or anything like that. So when you're like, oh shit, like, I know this movie is cut, it's definitely like a cool little Easter egg or whatever. Yeah. To, like, have her pop up for a second and be like, yeah. oh, like, this is a taste of what, like, what's going to come. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like, this is going to be sick. And, like, that part is cool. You're like, oh, pointing at the screen, like, I know yeah. what that is, but... But I mean, Wonder Woman, her shit went to shit real fast. Like, yeah. So real quick, I just want to talk about this because I just want to illustrate how un- inconsistent mm-hmm. this DC Comics is. So in this movie, you know, if you've seen Wonder Woman, you know, she takes a picture at the end of the movie with her fucking squad. They all die and she lives forever, whatever. And so Bruce Wayne, you know, figures out that Wonder Woman is like not a normal person and like, finds that picture. And like that's referenced in her movie and it's also referenced in Batman vs Superman. Now... When you watch Wonder Woman 1984, that picture is not referenced and it's referencing like a different photo. Like there's a close-up shot of a different photo that's not the correct photo. And to me, that just shows so much inconsistency. Inconsistency, And I know that's like a minor detail, but I'm just like, if you're gonna fucking do it. If you're like, gonna throw in the Easter eggs, like at least make them work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this movie was awful there was like i mean the only part i enjoyed was watching them fight because the fight sequence sure. were okay um and superman was hot but like i said he's not fooling anybody with those fucking glasses yeah. and they fall off and like it's just stupid this movie's stupid final final star review zero out of five. Oh my god word okay. fucking burn that shit throw it in the trash i'm glad we're on the same page yeah okay yeah i'm tired of talking about this movie glad to hear so now that that rough part is over, we have some relief. Yes. Um, coming in because last episode Sarah recommended to me Troy. Um, Troy came out in 2004. It's rated R, if you're, anyone's wondering, which I'm sure you're not. Um, it is two hours and 43 minutes long. So pretty long still. But, but it's like a, it's a whole. But like not, I, uh, no. A- everything about it was perfect. There okay, was good. no, um. There was no point where I felt like this is too long for no reason. Word. I love that. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Came out in 2004. 
Um, and basically, it is a an, ad- an adaptation of Homer's The Iliad. Mm-hmm. So real quick, let me talk about the cast. We have a mega sexy Brad Pitt coming. Our, <laughs> yes, go on. Our literal sex god. A, a Greek Adonis sculpted by Zeus himself. Just tanned and greasy. And muscular. Yes. So we have Brad Pitt playing Achilles. And then we have um, Eric Bana, who is also very sexy, playing Hector. Yeah. We have baby-faced Orlando Bloom playing Paris. Pussy. We'll get into it. Sorry. Um, we have Diane Kruger playing Helen mm-hmm. of Troy. Um, we have Garrett Hedlund playing Pat- Patrocles. Patrocles. <laughs> um, sorry with these Greek names. Um, we have Sheen Bean. Otherwise known as Sean, Sean, Bean. Sean Bean playing Odysseus. That's dark. Um, there is an old actor named Pause. I just want to say that don't you think that um, Sheen Bean being cast for Odysseus <laughs> was like a perfect fit? Oh yeah, I mean he's perfect for that. He's perfect for any role where he's like a respected warrior. But also just like reading the Odyssey and like picturing Odysseus in my head. Perfect. 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 I like, just had to say that. Yeah, no. Completely agree. Sorry, go back to what... He's, which... fu- he's Ned fucking Stark. <laughs> it's Ned fucking Stark. Anyway. And then, um, quick mention that Peter O'Toole is the actor who plays uh, Priam? Pri- Priam? Oh, the who dad? Is, he's the, um... The king of the Troy. The king of Troy. Yeah. And I just want to say that because I'm going to reference him a little bit in the trivia. Um, but yes, that actor. I think it is Priam. Priam? Some, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, that Peter O'Toole is the actor that plays the King of Troy. Anyway, that is like our cast list of heavy hitters. There's a lot of other old folks who are probably famous, but I don't recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie is directed by Wolfgang Peterson, who also um, directed uh, 2006 Poseidon. And he almost directed a terrible adaptation of Superman versus Batman back in the early 2000s. Yeah, so he was in the running to maybe direct that, which is interesting. But then they decided to shelve that project, and then for some reason they took it off the shelf. Yeah, so um, Wolfgang Peterson directed Poseidon, which is interesting just because I feel like it's this very... He must seems to direct, like, big action films. Um, Good for him. Big budget. Um, but yes. Um, and let's see... That's about it for the front runners. This movie um, was nominated for Best Achievement in Costume Design at the Oscars. Work. It did not win. I think it lost to um, The Aviator. Oh. In uh, 2004. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I do want to real quick talk about the budget, which is fat. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie had a budget of $175 million, which like recognizable because yeah. the set is huge. I mean, it's just a massive fucking yeah. movie. And they had to, like, travel and, like, like yeah. the sets are incredible. Some in the Some of the filming locations are Morocco, Cabo San Lucas, um, Malta, mm-hmm. um, uh... I think that's all of them. I think that's it. They filmed a little bit in the UK, too, as well. Um, but yeah. Oh, I bet to get those, like, uh, island shots, like the... Yeah, and there's some interesting trivia about that as well. There's actually a lot of trivia about this, which is, in some of it is very cool. Okay. Um, but yeah, let me get into a short, um, synopsis, because this is history. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm expecting anyone to know it, because I certainly didn't quite have it all. But, um, basically it is the year 1250 BC, during the Bronze Age, and two emerging nations begin to clash after Paris, played by Orlando Bloom... He is a Trojan prince, and he convinces Helen 
of Sparta mm-hmm. to run away with him and to leave her husband mm-hmm. and come to Troy and come to Troy and just like be with him. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, so yeah, so Paris convinces Helen to leave her husband Menelaus and sail back to Troy with him. And after Menelaus finds out that his wife has been taken by the Trojans, he asks his brother, King Agamemnon, Agamemnon, thank you, to help him get her back. So basically, Agam. So basically, uh, Menelaus is the king of Sparta, mm-hmm. and then his older. I'm assuming he's an older brother. His older brother, Agamemnon, is, like, the king of Greece. Yes. So, like, we have Menelaus, king of Sparta, and then Agamemnon, like, umbrella king mm-hmm. of the whole Greek nation. Right. He's the king of kings, essentially. Work king. Um, yeah, so Agamemnon sees this as an opportunity for power. He doesn't really give a shit about Helen mm-hmm. and his brother's, like, need for to have her back. He just sees it as a chance for him to take Troy. Yeah. Which is, like, maybe one of the last nations. I think it is. I think it is. I think they talk, say, say that in the beginning. It's yeah. one of the last, like, standing nations. And he could and he wants to. The... Yeah, he wants to control Troy and have it part of his empire. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they set off. So um, Agamemnon and Menelaus and the rest of Greece, basically, set off with a thousand ships holding 50,000 Greeks, and they set off to Troy to fight the Trojans and to get Helen back and to also take Troy for themselves. Um... And with the help of our boy Achilles, who is, like, a legendary warrior, yeah. he's, like, that bitch. Everybody knows who Achilles is. He doesn't He doesn't give a shit about the king. He doesn't, like... No. He talks mad shit to Agamemnon and, like, doesn't give a fuck, but no one crosses him because he is that bitch when it comes to fighting. Yeah. And they need him. They, yeah. like, need his help. They need him to lead the other warriors. Yeah. Um, so There's we, a quote in the movie where it's, like, we don't need him to be tamed. We need to unleash, unleash him. Unleash him, yeah. Because yeah. he is that bitch. So, with the help of Achilles, the Greeks are able to fight the never-before-defeated de- never Trojans, um, but they come to a stop by Hector, the prin- another prince of Troy. P- Hector and Paris are brothers. Yeah. Um, they come, they're stopped by Hector, and then the whole movie shows their battle and their struggles, um, you know, between Hector and between Achilles and, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of things um, in between. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's just an adaptation of the Iliad. There's also, um, which is interesting, it was she wasn't mentioned in the um, cast list. In the cast list, probably she is probably way back there in the scrolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't scroll far enough. But um, Hector and Paris, the Trojan princes, have a cousin named per- Perseus. Perseus, thank you. They have a cousin named Perseus who's played by a beautiful Roseburn. Mm-hmm. And she is involved as well. She gets captured by the Greeks and then kind of has this sexy little fling with Achilles. Mm-hmm. And that makes everything kind of hard because of... Makes it hard. Right. It makes me hard. And it, it makes, makes, and it yeah. makes the battle hard because obviously Achilles wants to battle Hector in Paris, but that's her cousin. Yeah. All this good shit. And, um... So that causes a lot of, that's, like, a, a reason that, like, I think, like, um, a theme in this movie is, like, fighting, but also love and fighting yeah. for love. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Paris, who fights for Helen of Troy, and, like, mm-hmm. that's his whole reason for everything, apparently. Um, and then we have um, Achilles, who fights to pr- protect um, Perseus. Perseus. And then and we also have um, Achilles's little cousin, not little, but like his younger his cousin. boy cousin, who comes with him to fight. Kind of, he is you know wants to be a warrior, wants to be just like Achilles, all this good stuff. But Achilles wants him to like stay back and not to fight. 
um, to keep him safe. And at one point, um, Achilles is like very hesitant to fight. He does not give a shit what Agamemnon says. He does his own thing. But, um, his cousin, whose name is Patrocles, Mm -hmm. um, his cousin Patrocles, um, at one point like steals Achilles' armor and, you know, just pretends to be Achilles and like, um, riles his, uh, warriors to go into battle. Mm -hmm. And, an interesting uh, turning point in the plot is when Hector kills um, Patrocles because he thinks it's Achilles. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have... That creates a whole new problem. Right, again, but we also have Achilles fighting for the love of his cousin. Yeah. And so it's all, like, it's all these different motivations, a lot of it having to do with just loving another person and wanting revenge. But it's also, like, you know, Agamemnon is fighting for his, like, love of power and, like, I don't right. know. Hector's everyone's, fighting for, like, his love of Troy and his wife. And, like, yes. everyone's fighting for... Basically, everyone's fighting for... Everyone has a different motive to fight this war. Um... Uh, and so that's a huge part of it. Um, everyone has different motivations, which is just interesting to watch. It makes mm-hmm. everything more interesting and more strategic. Because everyone has like kind of like a mini sub, not like a small subplot. Right, because you learn each character's motive for mm-hmm. doing what they want, whether it's Patrocles fighting for because he wants to fight, yeah. or it's Achilles fighting to protect, or to protect... Uh, Perseus. Perseus. I can't get that name in my brain. But, or to, like, avenge Patrick Or to please. avenge his cousin. So everyone has different motives, which is cool. And then, of course, we see the iconic Trojan horse move. That's mm-hmm. part of it as well. Everybody knows what the Tro- Trojan horse is. Right. If you and don't, that, and educate you s- yourself. You see that played out, which is really cool. Um, the fight scenes in this movie are fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I was expecting... Um, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. I hadn't seen this movie at all. Um, but... I knew that there was going to be a love thing. Mm-hmm. I knew that Rose Byrne and Brad Pitt were, like, a thing and, like, okay. sexy and, like, going to be in love or whatever. Um, so I kind of wasn't expecting to have such, like, sick action shots. Mm-hmm. Not just, like, big battles, but also, like, you know, when Achilles fights Hector one-on-one. Yeah, that one-on-one combat. Right. I wasn't expecting, like, very, very well-done and sick action sequences mm. Um, for that. So that was really cool. Um, and also like the fight scene where Hector fights the big giant who has yes. the big sledgehammer. Like that shit was cool. Yeah. Very sick. Very sick. Um, and, uh, what was I also going to say? Brad Pitt does this thing a few times in the movie where he like jumps in the air and like will stab people. And it is the sickest, sexiest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. With um, his sculpted calves. And, and then- he like does this like jumping thing. It's really sick. And, I have some interesting trivia, which I will get into now. Um, Give it to me. Yeah, so this movie actually has a lot of really cool trivia. Um, Coincidentally, Brad Pitt tore his left Achilles tendon during production. So if you don't know, Achilles, the great Greek warrior, is named Achilles for his... And Achilles then, heel! Or we, we have named our Achilles, Achilles heel, heel after him. Because that was his weak spot. That was his weak spot. That was his downfall. That's... Spoiler alert. How he dies. That's how he dies in the end. Um, and so that is just very... That is hilarious. That's crazy that that, that is so ironic. while filming. Ironic? Is, it, is that ironic? Or just coincidental? Kind of. I mean, yes. I'd say yes. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So this is interesting. So Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, who plays Hector, they have this big like one-on-one mm-hmm. um, fight scene. And they did not use stump... Stunt? Stump? <laughs> they did not use stunt doubles for their epic duel. They actually made a gentleman's agreement to pay for every accidental hit. 
So they were like stage fighting, but obviously if you don't have a stunt double and someone who's trained to like, to, like do not it, actually hit somebody, right? Then you're gonna, you're gonna have accidental hits. And so they made a gentleman's agreement to pay each other for each and every accidental hit. $50 for like a light blow mm -hmm. and $100 for each hard blow. And Brad Pitt ended up paying Eric Bana $750. And Eric Bana did not owe Brad Pitt anything. Oh, so basically, rich, sexy, strong. So basically oh. Brad Pitt was fucking fighting his ass off. Oh, that is so hot. And Eric Bana was being a little bit more professional. <laughs> so that's cool. That's that's awesome because that that fighting sequence is so it's so swift good and, and that's like, probably a really big reason for it was because they didn't use stunt doubles mm -hmm. so like the filming could be really up in their faces yeah they really you could really see the characters yeah and it just looked really real which is dope mm -hmm. um, Brad Pitt trained for six months to get a body that looked like a Greek statue <laughs> and you know what he succeeded because he worked his pussy out oh my god I want him to work my pussy out yeah facts. <laughs> Um, so, um, this is interesting. This is just why I brought up Peter Toole, the guy who plays the King of Troy. Mm -hmm. Sean, Sheen Bean, um, Sean Bean, um, who plays Odysseus, he was in awe of Peter Toole. He said, the first time I saw him on set, he was in a Greek robe with a cigarette holder and said, Sean, how are you, dear boy? And I just thought that was cute. That is cute. Um, I love seeing, like, you know, like, behind-the-scenes photos of people, like, in like in costume. But, yeah, like, like, all I can think of is Sansa Stark jeweling. Jeweling, yeah. Yeah, just good shit. Um, uh, let's see, Brad Pitt claimed that filming was torturous for him because in the six months that he was training to get that body, he had to quit smoking. Ugh. Which, yeah, pot. Hot. Um, this is also interesting. Wolfgang Peterson did not want um, Helen of Troy to appear in the movie at all. He felt that an actress could not live up to the audience's expectations. Of how pretty she could be? Right, because um, famously, I think yeah. Helen of Troy is supposed to be like... She, I think she's like the most beautiful woman in she's Greece. She's so, like famously... Um, like yeah, She's the, known for her beauty. She's known for her beauty. She's like rumored in all of but these. But I think Diane Kruger really pulled it off. I think so too. So this is interesting. Um, so... Wolfgang Peterson thought that uh, just any, no actress could live up to the audience's expectations, but the producers insisted that she was in the movie, which I agree. She yeah. has to be in the movie. She's honestly a key part. I mean, she's, she's like, the whole reason why this is, movie happens. She is the plot device. Yeah. She's why it happens. So the producers insisted that she was in the movie. So Peterson cast an unknown actress because Diane Kruger was unknown at the time. Word. Which was so interesting to me because I had no idea. And she's she's stunning in this movie. She is stunning. And like, I she has like that I natural like I didn't recognize her. Yeah. And she's I remember like the, when I watched it, I was like, I have seen her before, but I have no idea who she I is. I was looking, I was like, is that Natalie Portman? Like I couldn't I couldn't place her for a second. Uh but yeah, it's Diane Kruger, and this was apparently like her maybe De not maybe not her debut, but it was well, her like first she was pretty unknown at the time, and then she's obviously a pretty much a legend now. Mm -hmm. And fun fact, her and Brad Pitt come back together in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Where she also does amaze both of them do mm -hmm. amazing. I did not know that. That is actually sick. This is also interesting. So Garrett Head Headland, who plays uh Patrocles, mm -hmm. um Achilles' cousin, he um I kind of spotted him in the movie you while, did, we, yeah. while we were watching it. Um, I kind of recognized his face. But he's, he's like, a pretty big movie star now. Like, I recognized him. And um, he, I think he was in Unbroken. Um, uh-huh, he, he was. He was in, um, he's, I think, I don't know if they're married, but he's with... Um, he's having a baby with Emma Roberts. He's having a baby with Emma Roberts. So, like, I know who he is. But apparently, 
Um, he got the role of Patrickles one month after arriving in Los Angeles to pursue an acting career. Wow. So this was like his... This was his Hollywood debut. This was his debut, and it, like, happened immediately after he moved to Hollywood, which I'm sure is every young actor's dream. Oh, my God. So, so that's lucky. Cool. Yeah. The gods were on his side. Yeah, for real. They were looking out for him. Um, this is also interesting. So Peter O'Toole, again, playing the King of Troy, he claimed um, to have walked out of the finished film minutes after it started. Why? Because he, I don't think he liked it, and he did not like Wolfgang Peterson, apparently. Then why did he participate in this movie? No idea. I, I mean, mean, I would I get bet, it, because I, I know... Bet if it, it's, it's probably a role you just can't pass up. Yeah. Like, if someone's like, do you want to play the King of Troy? And he's like, he's old as fuck in this yeah. movie, so he's maybe... Ancient. Rest in peace, he might not be with us anymore. We don't know. But, um... It's probably, like, you just can't pass it up. Like, I mean, like, if you're an actor who's probably been, an, a, like, a well-known actor for a really long time, then, like, yeah. you're probably like, yeah, I'll fucking do this. I'm sure. Saying, yeah, I mean, you, no one is gonna stop you. I mean, right, and like, so, but apparently he did not like Wolfgang Peterson, and maybe he, and I don't know. If maybe he, was, he didn't like seeing himself as that character. Right, and or, like, I know a lot of like, people, a lot of actors will say that about themselves, that they don't watch their own work. So it could yeah. be something like that, but I just thought that was interesting. I think it's hilarious when, like, main actors, like, walk out of their own premiere. And I'm yeah, like, I, I just, could totally see that, though. Like, I'd be like, ugh, my voice. But it I'll also leave. just, like, to me, it just humbles them, you yeah, know? For like, sure. Like, um, there's me being a star. Especially, like, do, I always think about, um, like, when actors or actresses have to, like, do be naked on screen. Oh, no. The way I would be, like, I am not watching this. Yeah, Like, no. and neither are my parents. No. Like, like, the Fifty Shades of Grey premiere, I... Certainly not. No, ma'am. Certainly not. Um, but, um, so during filming in Mexico, two biologists were employed by a production to protect the turtle eggs on the beach. Work. Which I thought was so cute. Save the turtles. I know. That is important because if you destroy, like, a turtle's ecosystem, like, it fucks up a lot of stuff. That's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Um, Orlando Bloom, who plays Paris, he disliked his character and thought him to be a coward and an idiot. Because he is! Because he is. Paris is a total fucking pussy. Yeah, he sucks in this movie. But, um, but yeah, that's interesting. But at least Orlando, like, Orlando Bloom recognized that. Yeah, for sure. So, the Trojan horse prop that was used for the movie was given to the Turkish government as a gift. And it's now on the boardwalk of a Turkish beach just like hanging out um and it's like a main this city in Turkey is like a main seaside city where tourists will stay when they want to visit the real ruins of Troy oh so it's like right there they went to go film like right there oh that's awesome and so and like the prop from the movie is right there honestly that's amazing and how it should be which is so cool it's just like you know like yeah we came here and like filmed a movie about real shit that happened so like respect yeah the respect is like is cool. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, this is also interesting. So the Turkish government and, like, the Ministry of Culture and Tourism, um, like, contacted production and, like, rec- and like kind of told them that they should film in Turkey just for, like, authenticity purposes and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which is cool. Um, and they offered to sponsor the um, premiere if it premiered in Turkey, but they actually premiered the movie in Berlin where the most historical Trojan artifacts are located okay which because but it's like that's where they are and that's where they're being displayed after being taken from anatolia and like stolen i'm sure yeah and like the trojans just fucking wrecked everything so like there's but like i'm talking like we're talking like apparent like the germans stealing artifacts and now that's where they live 
It's just like how any, like a lot of American museums have stolen like Like tribal like artifacts and we just have them now. Like all, like the Holocaust Museum in DC. I'm like, why is this here? Why is this here? Why do we have this? I guess, I mean, at least there's, at least there's Jewish people and people who like are descended from Holocaust survivors in the United States. But like I always recommend. But like the United States was not involved in the Holocaust. Sure. And like when people, it's definitely big with like the tribal stuff. Like when we have like, like African tribal artifacts that we literally stole like that's tragic and yeah i don't know that's kind of just remind me of this that is interesting yeah um i'm trying to think is there any other else the all-male cast of this movie had to shave and wax their chests good um so that's interesting okay and then um this is a really interesting fact that i really didn't know about until i looked at the letterbox reviews okay um apparently lots of people are upset because the of the historical inaccuracies surrounding Achilles and Patrocles. Oh. So in the movie, Achilles and Patrocles play cousins. Yeah. And it's like a very big plot device in, mm-hmm. for like Achilles' revenge story and why he wants to go after Hector and all that good stuff. But apparently there is controversy surrounding that because um, like ancient writers, I could probably pull up the actual Wikipedia page, which, you know, probably not right anyway but like me but i think it is so um so homer this is sounding familiar so homer who wrote the iliad and wrote this story um he never explicitly cast the two as lovers but in the classical periods of greek literature we're talking plato okay like greek like greek old fucking greek people like socrates they were written as lovers like plato wrote them as lovers I would have loved to see yeah. Brad Pitt and the person who plays Patrocles make out on on camera right. on screen. So, like, it's I was just like, what? So Homer, also, I feel like I might be wrong, but I feel like Perseus is not like a not a real not thing. a real not a real character. Probably not, not. Yeah, I don't. Probably not because that that's like a common that's, tro- a, yeah. that's a common trope too. Like the that's Hollywood star-crossed lovers who can never be together. That's like yeah. Romeo and Juliet shit. Yeah, they, that's like movie magic. Um, but um, yeah. So um, I'm that's to think. interesting. It's been like a really big subject of dispute. Um, but yeah, Homer described them as having like a meaningful and deep relationship. And Achilles is tender, very tender and like sweet towards Patrocles, but like callous and mean and arrogant towards anyone else. Right. Like, like, fuck everyone, but I love you. Yeah. I love that relationship trope. Um, um, so he, but he never like explicitly says it, but it's like classical and archaic. Like say it's in the text. Yeah. Classical and archaic literature, like writes them as like explicit not explicit in that sense but like but like literally they bold were font lovers. lovers which like what that's crazy but also like so yeah we're talking like in the fifth and fourth centuries bc the relationship was same-sex love good for good for the gays yeah like, which i'm like t i mean I, I guess i get it like it's, it was 2004 yeah i was and thinking like, that too for movie magic purposes like this is probably what's gonna sell and he us. was already like fucking rose brin and like you yeah. know he like, didn't need to fuck what, his cousin too this is what's gonna sell tickets or whatever but i feel like they also like yeah they're obviously cousins in the film but you can see like that tenderness. they were not related in real life no i know okay yeah 
but I just you can sure. see like that tenderness that like Achilles expresses yeah. towards Patrocles. Yeah. So where like maybe I mean like I love my cousins, but like I don't know if I would go murder a man or for uh, for my cousin. Sorry, sorry. Sh- I wouldn't sorry, pull them like. to my chest and whisper deeply in their ear. I can't go fight because I'll be thinking about you. That was kind of gay when he said that. <laughs> Fags. Like, okay, yeah. If and a boy said that to me, I'd be like, okay. So are we gonna kiss? So yeah. So get, going back to these letterbox reviews, um, people are like mad about this. Like, not mad, but, like, it just missed opportunity. And I'm sure this is people watching in 2021 being, yeah. like, but it's also gay. Great. Yeah, but it's also, like, important for them to bring light to it. And like, oh, yeah. And I know? think I had no idea. I had no idea. No idea. And I think it's very important to bring light to the fact that ancient 4th century writers like Plato were writing same-sex couples. Good like, hello. And we can't, and how many thousands of years later and we can't. We can't, not everyone is on board. It's because of Like, the, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um. Like, these people were here before Jesus even walked. So, like, <laughs> why don't we listen to them? So, um, someone named Aaron writes a funny review. They said, they made Achilles straight because 2004 America could not handle the raw power of Brad Pitt and his rippling buttocks toppling Garrett Headland. <laughs> toppling topping. That's not something I can handle in 2021. I don't know if I can handle that either. That's yeah. just like... That's... I mean, after, I mean, Call Me By Your Name really rocked my socks off. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine seeing Brad Pitt in Troy being... Oh, my God. Just fucking topping Patrocles that... Uh, yeah. Speechless. Yeah. So, she, she gave the film three and a half stars, but said that um, we just weren't, wouldn't be... Hand, wouldn't we were be, deprived. We wouldn't be able to handle Brad Pitt topping another man in 2004, which is probably true. Yeah. Um. Wow. <laughs> that is that's so funny. Um, I'm trying to. Are there any? Oh, uh, someone named Jason gave the film three stars and said, "Show Brad Pitt's whole ass, you cowards." True. Like if you're gonna show off his thighs and his calves like that, let me see. His this is funny calves. too. Someone named Caitlin gave the film one and a half stars. Hot take. Mm-hmm. And said, "Imagine having Rose Byrne in a film about Troy and not having her play Helen." That is T too. She could have been a beautiful Helen of Troy. She could have been a great Helen of Troy, especially because, I mean, we're in Greece. Diane Kruger is literally German. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of white people in this movie. Mm -hmm. Not that, like, you know, but, like, you know, she could have been a little, like, the darker hair, you know. Yeah. A little bit more. She could have been a little bit more Greek. Yeah. Um, Although she did say Helen of Troy is not from Troy. No. Or, I mean, Helen of, I guess she was, before she was from Troy, she she was was, was from Sparta, but she was sent, sent to Sparta. She was sent by her family to Sparta, so who knows where she's from, so. Yeah. You know. But I do think Rose Byrne could have played a sick, could have played a sick Helen. But I loved her as Perseus. Yeah, she was definitely good for that. She she's so young and she has like such a sweet face and like such a sweet demeanor that I think she like portrayed that character yes, really well. Yes, like very innocent and like Achilles is, but so, also like, like kind of a badass. Yeah, and like yeah. Achilles, you know, is so powerful and so like and like they're, rugged and they're, they're like uh, black and white. They're like yin and type yin. of personalities was like mm-hmm. ugh, that's just a really great on screen romance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I completely agree. And then last one, someone named Sarah D gave the film three stars and said, "Against all odds, Sean Bean lives yeah. because famously he dies first season of Game of Thrones." And yeah. probably in a bunch of other movies. But obviously he had to live because the Odyssey follows the, exactly. the Iliad, exactly. so, and he fucking survived all that, so. Yeah. Um, so that's all I have in terms of trivia. I think that's it. Um, 
I hope I did a good job explaining that. I didn't want to give too much away. No, I mean, yeah. I probably did give a lot away, but like, I didn't want to give you a play-by-play. Yeah. Because we'd be here forever. And honestly. Uh, yeah, we would. And unlike Batman vs Superman, this movie's really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would probably give this movie four and a half stars. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Only reason I'm not giving it five stars is because like, is it my favorite movie of all time? Or, like, one of my favorites movies. Maybe not. But, like, fantastic. 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 Great watch. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. Loved it. I love that for you. Okay. Okay. What's on the docket for next week? So, I have decided to give Kira a classic rom-com and one of my favorite ones. And it's My Best Friend's Wedding. It's Julia Roberts and her prime. It's young Cameron Diaz. It's Oh, love Cameron Diaz. Dermot Mulroney or him and <laughs> you know it's it's cute it's good okay, and also do you remember in chorus when we had to sing I say a little pray for you yes I have a vivid memory of fucking Miss Joyner like referencing this movie because they sing that song in the movie okay cool yeah so. um so I'm excited for that I am gonna give Sarah interesting because you did mention it I did mention it during this movie but and Brad and Diane I'm giving Sarah Inglorious Bastards, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I really it's excited. a five star for me. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. T. So, really hope you like it. It is isn't um uh ta, who writes for The Office? TJ. Um, oh, BJ Novak. BJ Novak's in yes. it. Yes, BJ Novak is in it. Great cast, fantastic cast. BJ yeah. Novak, Eli Roth, um, Christoph Waltz, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, Diane Kruger, Brad Pitt, Diane Kruger, Mike Myers. Um, I can't wait to see Brad Pitt fight Nazis after he fought the Trojans. Yeah. It's gonna be sick. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. He plays... Brad fucking Pitt plays one of the greatest characters of all time in Inglourious Bastards. I can't wait. In my opinion. I can't wait. I think next episode's gonna be good. I wanna watch Inglourious with you. Just because I wanna watch it again because I fucking love it. Cool. Okay. All right. word. Done and done. Done and done. Um, Follow us on Instagram. The Movie Night Pod. Uh, Tell your friends about us. Um, Leave us a review. Leave us a review. Uh, If you have a suggestion, leave a comment. Um, We love you and we hope you all love us. Love you. Bye. Bye. My phone was locked, so...